It's 10 a.m., which means it's time for Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah, good morning. It is Utah Car Sense presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Can you hear me? Okay, there we go. I'm Austin Horton. Jeff Miller is here with his robot deep Sam Elliott deep voice. Sick voice. It's nice, isn't it? I think you ought to just like sing us some uh, some low soul music. Yeah, today. I don't see that happening. Come on, give us some Barry White or <laughs> or something, man. Uh, and uh, Eric Jensen producing for us. Phone number eight five five three four zero zone. And the show is as good as you make it. Eight five five three four zero zone. Everyone that calls in and shares a moment with us is entered to win a four pack of VIP lounge movie passes. Uh, I guess I should ask. Is that what you'd like to give away? Today? I just I, I think you've already declared it. Made that's an executive a, yeah, decision we're there. Just going to go with it. I, I might be fired, but hey, <laughs> that's what we'll do. Uh, so uh, call us eight five five three four zero zone. But Jeff, it's been a, a little bit since we have seen each other. How you been, other than getting sick? Been good. Yeah, things have been good. Just been out of town a little bit. A couple business trips. A couple vacation. One vacation. So good to be home. And it's cold here. At, were you somewhere warm? Yeah, I'm oh. somewhere nice and warm. Of course. Did you come back to somewhere really cold, though. You didn't. You didn't take a winter, fall, late fall, early winter vacation to the Arctic Circle, or no? The sad thing is, I've we talked before. I've been living in a rental house for the entire oh, summer, right. so I'm still living in that rental house. And when I packed up the old house to prepare to move in the new house, we were expecting to be in by September. Ooh. So I have no warm clothes. Like what I'm wearing right now is as warm as I have. <laughs> you don't have your winter coat. I have right? no winter coats. Yeah. No hats. No boots. <laughs> If it snows, I'm just going to be really sad. Oh, yeah. You'll be in a world of hurt. Yeah. Uh, I might have to go buy a parka. This is weird because not two weeks ago, I experienced the exact same issue. Because we, too, have been living yeah. in a rental home as we're building a new house. And we, too, put all of our winter stuff into storage. But I thought I knew where it was in the storage unit. And, of course, I, I couldn't find it. I don't know where it is. So I had to, I'm wearing this coat here is actually... One I just found in a closet at my mom's house. <laughs> so that's what we have going on at our place as well. So uh, Jeff and I might be perpetually sick this winter since we boxed up all of our winter clothes. We have but no hey. warm clothes. <laughs> it's pretty uh, sad. We might need a, a coat drive for us. Just just one coat for you, one coat for me. Yeah, there you go. And we'll drive. And by drive, I mean we'll drive to come pick it up wherever <laughs> you have it. All right, uh, let's have some fun today. Let's talk some cars. Let's talk some auto news. Uh, I want to do. I do want to start though with this ridiculous headline that I just saw. That's a really hard one these days. Uh, to see a ridiculous pretty, headline? That's pretty much every like hour <laughs> on the hour we have some sort of ridiculous headline in this country I right don't. now. At some point, it becomes hard. Like I know a lot of people that avoid politics at all costs these days and there's just no way to there's there's no way to not see it anymore right now but no this one is i I laughed out loud because it's actually about subaru okay and it's from motor1.com and it says sign of doom subaru's record 93 month streak of sales gains ends you have no idea how happy the people (laughs) at subaru are about that They are, I was because I was in New Jersey. <laughs> okay. That was one of the trips I was on. I was at my national board meeting in New Jersey, mm. and they were so excited for that record to go. Away. Why is that? Because it's something they don't have to push for. Yes, they don't want the record. Like it's, uh. they were changing their normal business practices to try and set those records. Some months, like oh, let's fleet another hundred cars just because we got to get over the record. Mm. Like, and it's just not doing things the right way. So they're very excited that there's no no longer a record. It's kind of like when a, a, a really good football team that's supposed to be the best team in the country goes to North Carolina and nearly loses. Do you know what's crazy about that record, a, though? A close win. Do you know when the last month they didn't have a year-over-year record was? Yeah. November of 2011. And, well, that's, I mean, what did it say, 93? 93 months? Yeah, so ready for this. So November of 2011, sales dropped 15% to 17,657 units. Hmm. That's insane. Mm, that's really, really, really weird. And so they didn't set a record this month because they only sold 52,000. <laughs> 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 I 
That's why I laughed out loud at the sign of doom. It's a hundred and ninety-three percent increase of <laughs> November two thousand eleven. I think we're. I think Subaru's doing just fine. Yeah, it's like well, what I was just saying. The the coach gets to go in to the uh, the undefeated team that nearly lost the game. Here's the best part of the whole thing. And though. say you're not that good. You need to be better. And really, they're actually really good. But, but do you know what the biggest difference is? Hmm. There are three sell. There are three less selling days. In the uh, way, September, the way Sundays fell and the oh. way Labor Day fell, there were two. Or, the way you count it, two to three less selling days. So super. It's funny if you look at daily sales, they actually still broke their record. Oh yeah, <laughs> but like you said, the people at Subaru don't want to know. They they want to. Yeah. So look, that's the thing is like right now you look and you say. We we've never obviously I wasn't here last week so we didn't go over the numbers but U.S. sales last month went down twelve percent in this country. Okay, but if once you take in the sales day difference, it's more like three or four. So it's yeah, all yeah, it's all okay. a relative thing. But if, Labor Day is usually a big selling day, isn't it, for the car industry? Isn't that like it is, the, it's more of the Sunday? It's more of the Sundays. Yeah, just the way the more Sundays fell. Yeah, uh, it, it's, I don't. I have to plead ignorance on this. I know Utah has the no sell on Sunday rule. Do, is that that's not a nationwide rule? Right? Well, most states, I think it's half the states about don't sell on Sunday. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, yeah. So it was a quote unquote down month. Yeah, I mean, but like everybody. you pointed out, Toyota was, reasons. Toyota was down 16.5%. Honda was down 14%. Nissan was down 17.6%. General Motors General Motors was, oh, they just did quarterlies. They stopped doing monthlies, if you remember that. Oh, yeah, that's right. So for the quarter, they were up 6%. Let's see. Third quarter, Ford was down 5 Fiat Chrysler was flat. So, I mean... And Overall. Tesla was up five hundred percent. Was it an even number? No, I don't. They just always have. They just the, throw out a random number. It's, it's the like same you, every never, actually, you never actually know what they're actually <laughs> selling because it's just oh yeah, we sold fifty five hundred cars for each of the last seven straight months. It's mm. amazing. Who would have thought? So uh, a down month, but not as bad as the numbers may indicate. No, and a big issue was we didn't have any inventory. The average Subaru retailer in the country only had a twenty five day supply. Yeah, we were talking to Roger and Josh uh, Goldsmith about this a couple weeks ago. How uh, I mean, it's a good thing. It's a good sign that you're selling really good cars that people want to buy. But it's bad that you don't have as much inventory as you would like to carry on the lot. And how do you get that back up? How when do you expect that to come back up? Uh, we got a good allocation for I mean November's allocation. So I mean, I think we had 150, 145, 150 cars at each store for that month. So oh, good. We should be climbing back up by the problem is we're selling that many, so you're not really yeah. building inventory. Mm-hmm. You're selling what you're getting, so we'll, we'll probably really start building inventory again in probably January, February. How so? How many of those 150 are coming in that are already spoken for? Thirty or forty, probably. Okay, so a, a, a good chunk. But a lot of the 2010 outbacks. 20, uh, 2020, 2020, yeah. 2020 outbacks. Yeah. yeah, I mean, right now our day supply on outback right now is 20. And you want that to be what, 60? 45 to 50. Yeah, okay. Crosstrek's 10. 10 days, wow. Impreza's uh, 13. And you, but you now have these, uh, you now have test drivable Yeah, uh, we've got cars on the ground, ground yeah. yeah. 2020's on the ground, you can come drive them right now. Because for a little, for a couple weeks there, I was like, oh, we got to get a test driving car, a car that people can test drive in here. But you've got that taken care of now. So, mm-hmm. uh, and they are amazing vehicles. Those twenty twenties. Uh, I, my wife and I were just a couple days ago, as everyone probably knows by now. We uh, we've been leasing a Crosstrek from Mark Miller Subaru, and we're coming up on the two year mark this month or next month. I think I think this month, but it might be the first of next month. But we're coming up on that two-year mark, and it's a three-year, 36-month lease. And so we're thinking about our options and what we want to do. When we first started the lease, we didn't have a child. Now we have a child, and she's growing rapidly. And the Crosstrek is – Yes, they do. It's when you feed them. It's, uh, you know, that conscience, that, that guilty conscience of mine, I have to feed her. So, yeah. uh, so she uh, – and Crosstreks are very roomy, but a child, as you know, comes with – a lot of stuff. Yes. One child. I don't know how people do it with multiple children. I don't. Like twins I, or triplets? Or like my brother has four kids. 
Wait, does he have four or five? I can't even remember that they're my nieces and nephew, and I can't. Just call a lot. There's four. There's four. Three girls and one boy. But they, and I don't know how they maintain sanity because when we go to just a Sunday outing, we fill the car to the roof with stuff for your one for one child. And she weighs like 30 pounds. And they got strollers and baby bags and diapers. And toys and, and, and toys. food. And you have to bring a change of clothes based on if the weather changes. That's why I drive a three-row set. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I got three kids I got to deal with. It's been three years since the ascent came out? Is that what you said? No. A three, no, oh, a three row. A three row. Oh, okay, I thought you said three uh, year three old. They got three kids to deal with. So, oh man. So, so we're thinking. Okay, we want to maybe get a little more space, and we're. Th- but then at the same time, I see that new legacy, Jeff, and, and what the prices are on that, and I'm just salivating over it. Not a great car, and it's got the turbo in it. It's got a big trunk. Does it? It does have a big trunk. Okay. Yeah, look at it. I bet you can fit a stroller in that thing. Does easy. the back seat fold down uh-huh. even? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that, Subaru. I've always done that. That may yeah, be both the, seats fold flat down. That may be the decision. Yeah, we might be getting a minivan, and I may be getting a legacy. Nice. That'd be go. a great idea. Uh, but anyway, so those make, you know, I'm going to make funnier minivan, right? I like minivans. I know you do. I don't know. I think it's because I used to deliver flowers in a minivan. And I really liked that thing. I it had some pickup and go. I wouldn't even go. get a minivan on a, like, a rental car on vacation. Why? I just recently did that myself. No. I love it. I feel like I'm flying a helicopter down the and freeway. And I'm driving. I got a Nissan Armada. Okay. Get the kids around it. <laughs> thing's a beast. Okay. When you name it's it. no gas mileage. It's got like 13 <laughs> yes. miles a gallon. When you name it a, a, an Armada. It feels like a, a, a Navy warship. And they're, they're built that way. You like walk up to the driver's door on it and at least... Three inch high letters is a V eight. <laughs> it's like V eight. <laughs> wants Big everyone motor. to know. It's like uh, 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 a branded bowl rolling so like down the Tim freeway. From tool time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, power, power. Uh, Speaking man, of power, I got to bring this story up because it's okay. Because I the think power it, outage. I feel, no, I feel like oh. it's wrong. Oh. There's an article on Autoblog talking about NASCAR introducing hybrid powered cars. I had that as to early talk about as today. 2022. Yeah. Is that not just wrong? Why? Why is that wrong? It's like NASCAR and car racing. It's all about like big motors and engines and horsepower and ho ho ho. Yeah, that kind of and thing. Then all of a sudden you're like, start your engines. <laughs> I said, start your engines. And it was like, we have started the engines. Yeah, they're not going to be able to start their engines anymore. <laughs> NASCAR and IndyCar are switching to the hybrid. Now they say uh, that the idea here is to make the cars even better performers and a little more efficient and more relevant to the street cars which I don't know why you care about making your NASCAR and IndyCar suddenly more relevant to a street version. When have they ever done that? But they are claiming that the horsepower will climb from 750 to now 900 horsepower with the gas-electric hybrid model. So they're going to have more power. More power, huh? <laughs> so, because I thought the same thing. I was like, why would you want to... For some reason in my mind, I think hybrid, you're sacrificing power. But that's apparently not the case. You're getting even more power. So here's my question, though. So in a hybrid, so not a plug-in hybrid, in a hybrid, the way that it pulls the battery power back in is through braking. Right, yeah. Is there enough braking on a NASCAR racetrack to... Is there enough braking? Is that yes? Yeah, to regenerate that battery. That's So are you going to now start seeing guys hit the brakes to get a little more, more power? power? That's a good question. Because they did mention that, too, that... Uh, the, you get the power through the braking. You get the the additional boost there. Uh, when the cars brake, they get a little more energy, and then when they accelerate, it gives them a little boost. So yeah, maybe you'll start seeing guys hitting the skids. I'm going to read you the um, <laughs> the one comment on the Autoblog article. Okay, this is idiotic. <laughs> People don't watch racing to go, or go to races for green technology. <laughs> they go for engine noise and atmosphere. Make a separate series for electric cars like Formula E. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's a good point. Now, I've never been to a car race, but I would imagine that a big draw of it is the roar oh, it's the noise. of it's the, the engine. I mean, yeah. I went to, I did go to NASCAR. I saw the one in Vegas last year. Did you? Last, last fall. And yeah, that's part of it. You're sitting in the stands and those cars come around and the noise of the engine, the power of the engine is shaking 
That's part of the. It's part of the atmosphere. It's called days of thunder, not days of yeah, whisper. Like when those yeah. cars come around, if you're on the front row, it shakes your seat. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I could imagine. Like you're wearing it. You're wearing head, earphones. Oh yeah, everyone's got the the noise canceling the bullet. Yeah. What you go to the bullet range with the bullet yeah, exactly. range, the gun range, the bullet range. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken uh, like a true liberal, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Steve Kerr making it all about guns today. Uh, <laughs> Anywho, see, like I said, you can't avoid it, man. It, you can't avoid it. At every turn these days, uh, it's was, something. That was perfect. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so you, you, you might want to, uh, if you're going to go to a NASCAR, you can leave the headphones uh, at home soon because they're going to be running on hybrid engines, which uh, that does seem different and a change from uh, the, the traditional. Now, what about these power outages in, in California, Jeff? So, what's the name of the the big? Uh, is it PG&E? PG&E. I forget what it stands for. The Power Pacific Gas and Electric. Yeah, there it is. Thank you. They have uh, shut down power, and I think I saw as of this morning that most of these people were still without power uh, because they were afraid with the gusting winds that the forests and the uh, chaparral were ready to burst into extreme wildfire. And burn the state to a crisp. So they shut off all these all this power for at least forty eight hours. There is a family claiming that their loved one actually died because their oxygen got shut off. PG and E says we warned you it was going to get shut off. Anyway, it's a big. Th- but anyway, this is now there are there are a bunch, and this is in the area of where uh, East Bay and and Fremont. This is all it's, up it's there, most of Northern California, actually. And that is where the majority of Teslas and electric vehicles otherwise uh-huh. are sold and maintained and kept are, are there uh, in that area of that state. And a lot of these people now are sitting there with cars they can't drive because they don't have power. This is something that, that this is like a major downfall of an electric vehicle. Now, there's a trade off here, though, because in California now you cannot build a new home without including solar panels. That's that's the law. You have to have solar power. And these people that have the money to buy a $90,000 electric vehicle also typically install the power, uh, the battery-operated uh, power charger, yeah. which then can supply your home for a couple that's days. A lot of people are buying the solar, but they're not buying the battery pack yet because the technology's not quite there. Okay. So there's a lot of people who have solar that don't have to out the battery backup to generate and run their home. Hmm. And it's a lot of battery backup it would take to run a home for a few days. Is it? Yeah. You, I was just reading that they say that it could power your home for a couple but, of I mean, days. It's, I mean, the idea of it is to prevent fire, forest fires, is the fact that they have so many of these power lines above ground, and they're working diligently over the next few years to try and bury them all, but they don't have the budgets for it, and they haven't done it. Part of it may be greed, maybe not. But That's what the governor said. Right? Yeah. Is that the, they're trying to make money. They haven't put the money into burying all these power lines. So what happens is these trees knock over a power line and starts a forest fire, right? And, I mean, I have a good, really good Subaru friend of mine who is in Shingle Springs, which is just outside of Sacramento. Okay. And they shut him down for two days. Really? Yeah. He just it's, And he said, put a nice Facebook post on I haven't checked his Facebook in the last couple of days to see if it's changed. We had a Facebook post up there like... PG&E shuts down our power because of the heavy wind warning with a picture of the American flag completely straight down. Flat. That's been one of the big complaints, man, is they've been... It's all based on forecasts. Yes. And the winds weren't as bad as they expected them to be. But then there will be this gust that'll pick up out of nowhere. And PG&E will be like, see? See, we told you. And then it'll die back down. And- yeah, I haven't had a chance to talk to my parents yet because they went to... Uh, they were going to some... They were going to Half Moon Bay. Okay, Last beautiful, weekend, yeah, okay. To play golf and stuff like that. And when, and the hotel that they were staying in basically told them, we don't know if we're going to have power when you show up, oh. but we won't let you cancel your reservation until you get there. What? If you get there and there's no power, you can cancel your reservation. And will they refund the airfare that it no. took to get there? Of course not. That That's horrible? garbage. Yeah. Uh, great customer service there. Uh, but yeah, the PG&E thing continues in Northern California, and I, I just... You know, some people will ask, well, what's the downside to electric vehicles? For me, it's twofold. One, you got to have power. You don't, you never know where you're going to be able to find power to charge that thing. And two, the range for me is just not quite there for it to be worth it, worth it to me to go full EV yet. So I prefer the hybrid route if you can, if you want to go that way. Uh, but uh, EV for me is just 
not quite there te- technologically to make the range and the, the dependency on having power worth it for me yet. No, they still need some work. I mean, they've got to get to the point where they can build a 250, 300-mile car affordably. And it's not there yet. It's not. I mean, you're still a few years away where they can get batteries low-cost enough that they mm. can build a $30,000 car maybe that can get 300-mile range. Yeah, that's the dream. I mean, that's what, actually yeah. what they sold. Yeah. As far as advertising they from Tesla, it. but it's not, it doesn't exist. So there you go, power outage in California. And I just let's go away from cars for a moment. Are, are any of us prepared if we had to go two to five days without power? Are we prepared to be able to do that to cook our food? And well, I used to live in Mill Creek, yeah, and that's what it was every time there's a power outage. <laughs> <laughs> so the first house I ever bought was in unincorporated Salt Lake County, it's before Mill Creek became a township, okay. And we were the last to get anything fixed. <sighs> I mean, I, I literally had snowstorms where we were out for two days. Wow. In the winter. In the winter, being out for two days. Because Hope we, you had a lot of blankets. Because if you're not a city, you're like last on the list because you have no one fighting for you. Because <laughs> you're in an unincorporated? Yes. Uh, so when people say, oh, they get to my street last, you actually legitimately- We were legitimately <laughs> the last one. I remember there was a power outage that was affected something like 80,000 people or something like that in Salt Lake. It was like one of the bigger power outages they'd had because it was a huge snowstorm, like three, four feet. And I remember like uh, two days later, I finally caught, because you call, keep calling Rocky Mountain Power, and you're just like, like, well, there are still 175 customers affected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's gone down from like 100,000, like 60, like 40. You're under like, 200 now. Like under 200. It's still me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> still haven't gotten us. I'm one of the lucky ones. Yeah. You know? But uh, you have you have solar at your house, so you could you could get by and I don't have batteries. Oh, you don't have batteries. So it's net it's a net grid. So mine goes back into the grid and mm. power powers out, powers out. Mm. You gotta have that battery. Yeah, pack. And then I talked to the people about it. They said wait a couple of years and then do it because the technology is still not quite there. I also see all these advertisements all the time. We'll get out to phone calls by the way at eight five five three four zero zone. I see these advertisements all the time for this generator that just sits in the side yard or, or the backyard mm-hmm. of your house. And it just is continually storing power so that when you lose power, you can just draw from that? Well, most of them are gas generators. So they'll hook into your natural gas line because natural oh. gas lines won't ever go away. Mm, okay. And so if your power goes... If you don't have to actually pour gas into it. Most of them are natural gas. Yeah. My, parent, my parents have one. Do they? Yeah. So it's a natural gas generator. It goes in when the power goes off, it clicks on. Or you flip a switch and it clicks it on. And it start, just starts the gas up and burns it and burns, makes energy and powers your house probably not a bad idea if you can somehow afford to at least we get talked that about going. it for the dealerships at one point have you yeah because i mean for the power outage for our store costs us a fortune Ooh, yeah and the problem is the size of a generator it would take to run the store and we talked about doing battery backup at the dealership too and it was to build enough battery capacity to do it it was over half a million dollars oh my gosh at midtown and yeah, that you was can't. just and that was just to get essentials just right. to keep the internet up to keep the service drive computers up not to run lifts so no service lifts. No. Oh my gosh. Just to get us like so we could keep the doors keep open the doors somewhat open and do business. Mm. Have some lights on. You can't really walk into Lowe's or Home Depot and buy one of those yard side yard generators. That's and not call good that enough good. to run much. All right, uh, let's get out to the phone lines. By the way, everyone that calls in and shares with us today a question, a comment, a story is entered to win a four pack of VIP lounge movie passes to Megaplex Theaters. Eight five five three four zero zone. 855-340-ZONE. Mike is caller one today. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning. I'm glad you guys are talking about this power outage thing. Um, it's a pain in the butt for the California residents. However, PG&E lost a lawsuit by several U- Min- California municipalities and the state because of wildfires. The, they sued them because they started it. Yep. They had to pay for the cost of the wildfire. On the verge of bankruptcy. Wow! Now to prevent further litigation, they're saying you put in a, in a position we have to shut the power off because we can't afford to pay for another fire. Wow! That's so I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's a little bit less about greed and more about they the state and municipalities have just put them in that position where they have no choice. And so the state is saying, well, yeah, you did cause that fire, so you should. You did cause a fire. You're yeah. paying for it yeah. to now the that, tune of hundreds of millions of dollars. Because all those power lines are above ground, and they haven't ever they haven't put the money into burying them. And like, uh, yeah, but part of the part of the reason they haven't buried them is because they can't get permits. 
Uh, they can't get okay. the environmental yeah. impact permits yeah. that makes completed, sense. so yeah. they're kind of stuck. California might be the hardest state or, or, or principality in the world to try and get a permit. Can you for imagine it? trying to do business there? No, I can't. Yeah. I can't imagine no, it at all. Anyway, thought I'd let you guys but know. But they have the ocean, Mike. They have an ocean. They so. do. They have the ocean. And Come Disneyland. On. Yeah. All right, brother. Thanks for calling in. See you, man. See you. Bye. There you go. Eight five five three four zero zone. Yeah, it is. It's impossible to get a permit in California. It's all about who you know, when you know them, and how they. It's just how difficult. much you know them. Yeah. Eight five five three four zero zone. I didn't know that though. That they had been uh, charged with yeah, so that's paying where, back that's all where all the, the, poli- the political side of it comes from. Is that the reason that they're doing these shutdowns is because the California legislature came at them so hard over the last fires that were here. And so they're kind of like, well, this we're going to go extreme and yeah. just cut off all the power. Cut off all you guys because we can't afford to rebuild the the forests. Now we have above ground power lines here in this state, but it's a much different ecosystem where our power lines are crossing mm-hmm. than they than it is in Northern California. Yep. These are literally going through the tree treetops yep. in the the most uh, green part of the state. When a tree comes across it, hits both power lines, hits a spark, and massive damage. Eight five five three four zero zone from Brad or Mike to uh, Zach. Hi Zach. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. What can we do for you? Yeah. Am I on the air? You are, wow. sir. Go right ahead. Yeah. Turn okay. turn your radio hey, down though for us because we got a I'm bit okay. of an echo there. An I got an autistic boy that's here okay. with me, and he's very anxious, and he wants to know about Teslas. He loves Teslas so much. What's the most affordable test that you can buy right now, and is it is it worth the money? Sure. What's his name? What's our friend's name there? His name is His name is Zach. Okay, Zach. We'll we'll uh, we'll answer that for yeah, you. So Zach, the most for calling in the most affordable Tesla, Jeff. What do that you know about that? Would be the Model Three. So that's they they released it last year. Um, it's I think they're still trying to get through order lists on it, and I, they're supposed to be starting around thirty five thousand. But by the time you can actually get one, it's still at this point. I think you're still in the forty to forty-five thousand range. I mean, it's it's a good car. I mean, they're they're not horrible cars for sure. They're they're fast. They get a three hundred ten mile range. They're all wheel drive. It's not a large car. I mean, it's a pretty small little compact sedan for that much money. I mean, it's it's a tough argument. I mean, I think it's a good car. I just. It's not a lot of car for how much you're spending. Hmm. Uh, so if it's forty five grand, let's say you had a seventy two month lease on that with no interest, zero percent interest, which you know, there's seven eight seven hundred dollar payment, close seven hundred bucks a month. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a seven hundred dollar payment car. I, I'm not sure how well they lease. I don't know either. Yeah, it's a it's a good question. But look, we we do spend some time. Uh, uh, not, I don't want attacking maybe, but I would say harshly criticizing. Tesla for Elon Musk's uh, the way he goes about his business I feel and I think you would agree that there's a lot of cloak and dagger a lot of uh, fake advertising or false advertising that he employs with his product but when you get in a Tesla and you drive a Tesla there's no denying that it is a fun powerful machine it's a it's an awesome awesome car so no wonder Zach likes him so much it's a cool car I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of the look of the Model Three. Aren't you? No, I don't like the way the Model Three looks. I love the way the other ones look, though. The more top line ones are mm. just. I think they're just gorgeous cars. Like the, the more Model, SUV types, or yeah, the Model Three just looks buggy to me. It's just. I just don't like the look. Hmm. It's, just, man, it's just a personal thing for me. But I like the X, and I, I really like the Model the, X look of it. I like the Model S's. Yeah, the S I, the S's are probably my favorite. Yeah, the X with the gold, the going doors is really cool. Now, okay, so I was watching comedians getting cars and coffee, or pff, yeah. comedians getting coffee and what is it? Comedians in cars getting coffee. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and they did the uh, Patton Oswalt was with Jerry Seinfeld, and they had a DeLorean, and they were mentioning that the Goldwing is probably the coolest feature on a car ever. But it also is the most pretentious. Like, it's just to grab attention and say, look at my car. But if I had a car with the option of a gullwing door, Jeff, I'm doing it. Because it's just cool? It's just really badass. It's really (laughs) cool. I don't care if it's pretentious or not. Come on now. Yeah. 
<laughs> Zach, thanks for the call, buddy. Yeah, Hopefully that answers in. your question. All right, we'll take our first break. Get to more of your phone calls, 855-340-ZONE. Now, we usually have a poll question of the week, and I kind of want to be a little selfish with my poll question today, Jeff, because it actually has nothing to do with cars. You're going to make it political, aren't you? No, not political. <laughs> uh, I am very anti-Halloween costume. What? But... It's like my wife's favorite thing in the world, and so I do it. What's the difference? What's the bah humbug for oh, it's, <laughs> Halloween? I'll, I'll tell you. Boo why, humbug. I'll, I'll Boo explain humbug to you. Boo humbug. Okay, dads, easy now with the humor. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you why. But I am doing it. I do participate. Well, now we've got a third, and we want, and she wants to do the family themed. Oh, nice. What are you going to be? Well, that's the question. We need suggestions. Of family-themed Halloween costumes that aren't going to drive me crazy. Like I think you guys should go Adam's family theme. You should be Uncle Fester. I've got the haircut for and it. And then have the baby be a little it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just put a bunch of uh, a wig on her. <laughs> go to the store and get a, a big broom and cut the, the things off. Uh, that's know. my suggestion. We'll leave the rest up to our All right. audience. 855-340-ZONE. You'll be entered to win if you share with us. 855-340-ZONE. We'll have more car news as well coming up next here on Utah Carson. Have a car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. It is Utah Car Sense presented by Mark Miller Subaru. As you just heard, he's Jeff Miller. I'm Austin Horton. And uh, we've got uh, a bit of bad breaking news that could affect the car world, but first, remind you of the phone number 855-340-ZONE 855-340-ZONE Everyone that calls in and shares with us enter to win a four-pack of VIP Lounge movie passes, but Jeff uh, Typhoon What's the name of this Typhoon that they've, that they've got going on over there? Uh, typhoon in Japan I just, I lost the I lost the name of the typhoon, but it has made landfall last night on the Izu Peninsula, which is, I believe, where Tokyo uh, is. That is right where Tokyo is. That is, first and foremost, before we talk about the business part, of it, it's awful. The, the humanity at stake, and we hope and pray for everyone there in Japan that gets affected by this directly, that hopefully it's quick. Hopefully uh, the damage is not significant and that everyone can uh, be safe, of course. But th- this can also affect any time that there's a big problem weather-wise, uh, the elements can really affect business. And in Japan, that's a major problem for Subaru. If Japan is hit by a typhoon, how could this impact business for you guys? Yeah, it really just depends where it hits, right? So, I mean, from a business standpoint, if it hits close to the factory... Obviously, it's going to have some sort of effect on, if it's anywhere anywhere close to it, it's going to have some sort of effect on people getting to work and going and building stuff and producing product for any of their industries in Japan, which is just kill, hurts the economy a ton. But it can have effects all the way across our economy here, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. If we don't get those cars here, there's less. I mean, right now, we already don't have Subarus to sell. That's another. In, with the, the Japanese plants, the Guma plant makes Foresters. Cross tracks and yeah, forces and cross tracks are the main cars that come in. WRXs too, so that's a lot of our cars. What are the ones made here? The the Ascent, Impreza, Ascent, Legacy, Legacy Outback. Okay, but the Forester, the cross track, the WRX is there. STI, uh, I would assume as well. Yeah, I mean it's pretty crazy. I mean that you're talking 168 mile an hour gusts and winds. It's 620 miles off Tokyo's southern coast. Go. I, so that's the equivalent of a Category 5 hurricane. Jeez. I can't do wind. I, I can't do wind. Wind terrifies. I don't know if it's because I watched, uh, obsessively watched The Wizard of Oz when I was way too young, I think, to be watching The Wizard of Oz. But anytime there's any kind of wind, I just panic. I, I, can't, I can't imagine being in a hurricane or a tornado or a typhoon. So thoughts, thoughts with Tokyo and Japan, and hopefully this thing uh, dies down quick and Everyone gets okay. Gets out of that okay. Uh, did you see? Speaking of uh, blowing wind and, and sucking air, Dyson. They're out of the game. They quit. Those quitters. It's actually a really smart move, but it should have probably happened 
two and a half to three years ago. Four years into their two and a half billion dollar investment in making and creating a new electric vehicle, Dyson. That's a lot of vacuums and hair dryers. That is a ton. And fans, bladeless fans. I have a Dyson vacuum. It's pretty awesome. They are very, very cool vacuums. They cost about the same as an EV car, though. So They're not cheap. No, they are not. And now they've pulled out of the car-making game. James Dyson, CEO, wrote, The company simply can no longer see a way to make the vehicle project commercially viable. He did say the 500-plus person global automotive team had developed a fantastic car, and most of those employees will be absorbed into the home division building vacuums, hair dryers, and bladeless fans. But can you imagine if you all you ever wanted to do was build uh, a car? That's You went to school, you became an engineer, all you wanted to do was build and design cars, and now they come to you and say, yeah, now we want you to build a hair dryer. But a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> one that can go to space. Here's the interesting thing that they write in the article, too, though, is... As to Dyson, the company says it still plans to continue its two and a half billion pounds, that's $3 billion investment program into new technologies. It will concentrate on manufacturing solid-state batteries hmm. and other technologies. It's the same Tesla plan. That's the exact same they're gonna get in model. The they're going to get in the battery game. They're going to take what they learned from the EV world, get in the battery game, and they're going to start selling batteries to everyone else. Now my question is, do you believe that was the goal all along? Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> Riddler? Uh, so, anyway, I remember uh, when we first brought this up four years ago, and I wondered what a Dyson, you were going to, like, we, there, we all had those friends who drove those vans back in the day that looked like a dirt devil, that looked like a Dustbuster, the Dustbuster minivan, do you remember those? Mm-hmm. The, and I wondered if that's what a Dyson EV was going to look like, just a little Dustbuster driving down the road. But no more, you're going to have to... Uh, get into the the battery game if you want a Dyson car. All right, eight five five three four zero zone. That's the phone number to uh, get on the show here. Jeff, there's a bit of an issue with used car prices falling right now, and you're 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 uh, you're in the expert. You have expertise on this, so I want to know used car price tumble spells trouble for the U.S. auto market. Essentially, what is happening? is the lease returns are pouring in by the the hundreds. And so the price on used cars makes it a little more enticing to buy a used car than a new car because the price of new cars right now is at a record high. That's just kind of the way the world goes. Every year something new is more expensive than the year before. But is this a problem for the U.S. market like uh, Bloomberg News has been reporting? I mean, like anything, it's going to depend by the brand, right? So, I mean, overall, used car pricing going down, it's, I think it's just more normalizing. Is that when demand for new cars is so high and day supply for new car drops so far, new cars became so much more expensive. As new cars become more expensive, used car prices come up, right? New cars right. are getting more expensive, used cars are coming down. As supply is coming up for new cars, they're not selling as many, right? Used car prices are going to go down. You're actually going to probably see a bump in used car pricing this month. Going up. And one of the main reasons that is because of the GM strike. Which continues. Still continues. We'll talk about that in the second hour. Okay. But that's a big thing. If you're not producing new cars, there's no supply of new cars out there. Price of new cars go up. Used cars fall behind it. Same thing happened in Subaru. In the Subaru world, the Mm. price of used Subarus has gone up because you can't find a new Outback. Yeah. So you're going to go buy a used Outback. They go up four or 500 bucks. It's the supply and demand. It's the old supply and demand. The invisible hand. And and leasing has a big thing with that. It's the... And... it's the way it should be, and so the market's just correcting to itself, and I don't see a huge issue on it. So this gloom and doom from Bloomberg is not as bad as it probably is being reported. But it is something to keep an eye on because, it, you know, right now, I heard just the other day a friend talking about how he, he's always wanted to buy a new car. He, he's, he's always bought used, but he's wanted to try buying a new car. So he can count on having a warranty and, and making sure that they're, it's not going to break and he doesn't have to have, build in a budget for repairs and this and that. And uh, But it's too expensive, he said. He can't find a way to budget in a new car, so he's still going to go with a, a used purchase. Uh, and, of course, I said, well, you should call Mark Miller Subaru and talk about leasing, see if it fits into your plans and all that. But 
the used car market is so enticing right now that he can't justify getting a new and vehicle. It's going to become really interesting too when you talk about what happens with tariffs. Okay. Right. So if tariffs get put in place, if something happens and after whatever, who knows what's going to happen in the next year with that kind of stuff. And if all of a sudden there are tariffs on all these cars or on parts and the price of a new car goes up by three or four grand, that's going to have a huge effect on the used car market going up as well. Right? Yeah. The more people want to buy used, the more expensive used cars are going to be. Well, yeah. If all of a sudden new cars are $4,000 more expensive because the tariffs are $3,000 more expensive, because guess what? The Japanese or the Chinese or whoever aren't going to pay the tariffs. It's going to be the consumer. And so we're going to raise prices because our cost is going to go up. Yeah. And when that happens, used car prices will come up behind it. Saw someone arguing on, of course, Twitter the other day that tariffs are only a tax on the business owner. No. I couldn't believe that that was their stance. If I have a product coming in from Japan and there's a 20% tariff on that product, we will charge 20% more for it. And here's the crazy thing. It's actually, for most, for a lot of businesses, it's an increase in profit. Well. <laughs> because, say, what happens is that, I mean, take it from the business owner standpoint, right? Right. If they set a standard markup at 10%, so most of it's a lot higher than that, but say 10% to make the math easy, and all of a sudden your price, the cost of product went from, you have a $100 product, your markup's 10%, so now you charge $110 for the product you got for 100 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. You made $10, right? 20% tariff goes on that price, right? So now that product has a cost of $120. You mark that up 10%, you made 12 bucks. Yeah, that's I was just going to yeah. That's and most business that's would run that way. That's yeah. how most businesses run. And so how could it possibly be it's a, a tax it's on a, the business it, owner? It's tariffs, it's a tax on you that's buying the product. When you put tariffs on any country, China, us, when you put tariffs on another company's country's products, it is a tax paid by your consumers. Which is why this country is now Unless the only the only way that that the only way that that can't do that the only way that that can occur from a price standpoint is if your own company your own country can make products that compete at the same level as that product at the same price. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah, and unfortunately, the products we import, there's a reason we import them. Can't compete. Can't keep it up here. It's easier to get it from someone else. As much as we tout unemployment rates, we don't have the labor force to do it. Yeah, there's just no labor force out there. We can't get employees. We cannot hire employees. Because they're not choosing that industry to work in, or why? There's just no one out there. Yeah. You put a, it used to be, if you went five years ago, you put an ad out for even a, a lot tech, entry-level position, someone who's just going to be moving cars around, helping customers. Well, you'd have 10 applicants within two days. Hmm. We're lucky to get one. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking about how you're constantly looking for new technicians. Technicians, and you'll pay tech. for the training, I mean, and yeah, we'll yeah. pay for everyone. We'll make you a technician. And I mean, the problem is just there's there's so many great options out there from an employment standpoint, and wages are rising, which is awesome. Sure, that's how it should be, and they need to rise faster and higher, especially here. Yeah, right. I mean, the idea is that that's where it should go. Is that that rate that wage markup should keep going higher and higher to get the better employee, which it's doing it, it's just not doing it fast enough. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. That's uh, a the bit fact of news. That places are still paying people under ten bucks an hour baffles the imagination that someone would work for under ten dollars an hour doing anything. Anything. Uh, that's yeah. literally anything. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, the other problem I saw USA Today wrote: cars have a problem; they last longer, and that means the insides get grubby and outmoded. So they did this study. That uh, most Americans' cars, the the uh, the feet, like the steering wheel, the dials on the stereo, uh, the cup holder, they're dirtier than the public restroom at the rest stop on, on the highway. Your the inside of your car, by average, is dirtier than the toilet at rest at rest area thirty nine or whatever, mm-hmm. which made me just vomit in my mouth a little bit. But I, I do a trade appraisals on these cars. Yeah, I have gotten, You've seen it. Huh? I have gotten in some of the most. Literally, we've gotten into cars before. Just like, nah, I'm good. We're getting <laughs> eight hundred bucks. I'll pay eight hundred bucks yeah. to just go. Away. I know we don't need to drive it. <laughs> We're good. You got it here, right? You didn't tow it here, right? Okay, yeah. We'll we'll take eight hundred dollars. I'm I'm good. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're pretty gross, but. They're saying that uh, the car's lasting longer than ever. That, that's good for owners, 
but it's bad for the interior of the vehicle where stains, cracks, outmotor electronics undermine the overall driving experience. And so what they're, what they're saying is these people are driving these vehicles for longer periods of time while passing up new technology on the, info, or on the uh, infotainment systems, losing out on safety features, and driving around stinky, nasty, greasy, dirty cars because the car continues to run. And I know this is the absolute case because uh, my wife and I had a Honda Accord she was, I think, the fifth owner of that thing. It was approaching 300,000 miles. It was hideous looking, inside and out. It was molting paint like you had never seen, rusting everywhere. The insides were just disgusting. But you know what it did? It ran really, really, really well. And it had great V8 pickup and go. And we loved that car, even though it was a, an eyesore for sure. But that thing drove for 12, 13 years before it finally had to be donated to the Kidney Foundation. And that's we it was just because it ran. So people are, while cars are being made to last longer, the inside isn't always matching how long the outside or the, the car running lasts. No, it's interesting. Now you're seeing, you're hearing that a lot more now when, in the production of cars, is that they're trying to create new interior designs that will be longer lasting and more durable and like the new um, Subaru's new Onyx edition. It's a new StarTex is what they call the cloth, and it's a more rugged outdoor built to get dirt on it and be a dirty car. It's like extremely and, repellent. And it lasts a lot yeah. longer, yeah. And so you're getting car companies to start building cars that way, which is a cool thing. I have so, a, I have a question. Yes, sir. That's this. Eric Jensen, our producer today. Uh, for, for you, uh, Jeff, yeah. With Subaru, say you had a car and it lasted a while and the interior got kind of grubby. Do they offer anything where you can refurbish the interior of a car? Yeah. I mean, like Extreme Makeover Subaru Edition? I mean, it's just a matter of, I mean, seats are the easiest because you can always refurbish the seat. You can always pull the, I and mean, we do lead on new brand new cars, but we'll take the cloth seats off and put leather seats in. Hmm. So you can always do the seats. It's when you get to the dashboards and stereos and stuff like that it just they just get scratches and i mean it involves just especially essentially just replacing parts and we've got chemicals and stuff that can make it look nice but it's putting lipstick on a pig i mean it's yeah you're doing what you can so you would have to completely gut the thing and start over to make it look brand new yeah. i mean at that point it just it gets to the point like why would you on a 15 year old car why would you spend two thousand dollars in the shop you don't mm-hmm. that's when a car dies that's when. Uh, that's why Roger Parkin has a dogs in the woods Subaru that he drives, and a really nice Subaru yeah. that he drives. One that you can just throw the dogs in, doesn't care what happens to the inside, yeah. and then one that he wouldn't not put his dogs in. <laughs> to, By the way, speaking of old Subaru, did you see that? Pete, I got to get the sports connection occasionally okay. with the show. That there was a. It's a Division Three football program that the coach got. They had to vacate the national championship. Did you see this? Because the no. coach provided improper oh, benefits yeah, I to heard their about players. This. No, I didn't see that. Did you see what the improper benefit was? No. The improper benefit was he let his 2006 <laughs> Subaru to the players. L- just let him drive it around? Just let him drive it around. And that, was the be- that was the improper benefit he was providing his player. His 2006, his 12-year-old Subaru. It's yeah. not like he let him drive around in his I, Cadillac. I it's his 12-year-old it, Subaru. I believe it was like, let me look yeah, it up. Like, see if you can I, figure I out the name of it. I think it's Baylor of Purdue or something. Like they Bay- had to give up their national football championship. Because he lent them his because car? Because he lent out his, not his brand new awesome <laughs> car, his 2006 Subaru with 150,000 miles on it. Now, were they driving said car to you know make drug deals? No, they were just or to visit car, women car, of uh, interest. Their car broke down, so he let him drive their, his car around for a few days. What a monster! Monster! We cannot stand for this. Then you got the Miamis of the world. Yeah, which now yeah, we should get this guy. While Nick Saban hooks his players up with the I dealerships, his name is <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Mary Harden Baylor. Yeah. They had to I vacate their 2016 Division III yeah. championship because the head coach let a player use his car for more than 18 months. That's so... Ugh. Look, we had a similar thing happen here. According to the NCAA, football coach Pete Fendenberg loaned his player his 2006 Subaru for the 2016 and 17 seasons. That's... Why? Who cares? He then loaned it to another player, but the car broke down within an hour and had to be towed. <laughs> what a benefit. He unintentionally broke the rules. 
<sighs> and they they vacate and vacate all the wins for those two seasons. He unintentionally or intentionally? Unintentionally. Huh. Well, that's dumb. Uh, there was just a piece written by I think Jay Drew, where uh, this whole pay for fair play act that was uh, yeah. signed in California and going to be signed in New York. Uh, he mentioned a story about when Jimmer Fredette was playing basketball at the height of the Jimmer mania. It was snowing I- I- on campus in Provo. The, there had just been media availability for a practice or a game or something, and beat reporter saw Jimmer trying to ride his skateboard through the three to six inch sludge and snow that was falling to get home, and he pulled over and offered him a ride. And Jimmer was terrified that it would be ruled an improper benefit to get a ride home. So he had to ride his skateboard. Jimmer, the, the at the time the number one mentioned basketball name on the planet, yep. could not accept a six block ride for fear of the NCAA coming down on him. And what if he wh- stupid? God forbid! What if he had fallen off his skateboard and like broken his arm? Yeah. Oh yeah. Or yeah, got hit <laughs> by a car or something. Right. Yeah, for totally. sure. Uh, and then of course the this is different than the Baylor of Merriam whatever <laughs> coach yeah. uh, uh, lending his 2006 car to players. But I don't even have a problem with like Nick Emery getting a used Volkswagen from somebody for free. I don't have a problem with that whatsoever at all. No problem. Yeah, what's the level though? What do you mean? Like, what? Where's the line? It didn't break a law of the land. Okay, so you're okay with the UNLV players when they were used to be uh, valets in Vegas, and they'd get thousand dollar tips. Yep, you're okay with that. Would I be allowed to get a thousand dollar tip if I was a valet like in Vegas? Were, but so why can't they? Because they were getting the thousand dollar tip because they were players, not because of what they were doing. That's they're worth more to that person tipping than I would be. That's the market. That's free market. That's capitalism. The hard part about that is... Not communism that the NCAA runs. If that was the way that it ran, it'd be really hard for the University of Utah football to win football games. Darn. It'd be hard for you gotta, to win football games. Darn. That's the way of the world, man. That's how it works. The, <laughs> you, have to, you have to make yourself better somehow. It's a tough line. It is a tough line. But he's not doing drugs. He's not uh, breaking laws anywhere. This coach that has to vacate his uh, championship, that's absurd. Division three, you said? So that's why I've really never heard of it. But anyway, crazy. It was on, ESPN, it was on the front page of ESPN yesterday. Was it? Rick Majerus, given – and Rick Majerus had his issues. Let's he be real. He his players up to his hotel suite for dinner. Give him pizza and bagels. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's a problem? Because it was a hotel suite, not his house. So it was allowed. If it was at his house, it would have been allowed. But since it was a hotel, it wasn't. But that's his. That's where he lived. Dumb. That's Seriously, that was so that stupid. Dumb, and did it have cream cheese on it? Yeah. There was. That was literally part of it. What did the? Because if it had cream cheese, it now crosses to a meal. That's pretty bad. So stupid. The NCAA is an absolute embarrassment. Hey, I got a good gift you can get me. For okay, Christmas. let me uh, hurry and write this down. Something that's for sale. <laughs> Lamborghini is going to be sold by Volkswagen. Okay. The whole brand. Will it cheat the emissions still? Because if so, I'll, I'll be on board. Probably. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, they're selling. So VW's, How much for a VW's, VW Lamborghini? VW, no, VW's looking to offload Lamborghini as a brand and sell it to another company. Oh. I want the brand. I don't want just Lamborghini. I see. I saw one actually going up Parley's past me at about going about 140 yesterday, going up Parley's Canyon. Wow. Up the summit on the on the thing, literally past like I was standing still, and I was going 75. I wonder what jazz player that was. It's an orange Lamborghini. <laughs> Weaving in and out of traffic. <laughs> probably didn't make it. Uh, oh, <laughs> probably not. That's but, a um, dangerous place to be Valuation of $11 billion. Oh, is that all? Is what Lamborghini is. How far away am I from that? Uh, about $11 billion. <laughs> Almost there. Almost there. I got a couple thousand to put towards yeah, it. Yeah, they're looking yeah. to unload Lamborghini off their brand. Why? Just because it's just a cash cow, probably. Such a, it's, it's, yeah, that's yeah. probably it. All right. Uh, well, we'll come back on the other side. We'll open hour two. We'll talk about the strike. Strike that continues. Strike. Uh, I'm a little surprised that it's still going on. We'll get Jeff's thoughts on that. It is Utah Carson's days. presented by Mark Miller Subaru here on the Zone.